This is Arts Written on Sin. Ben and Tom are still with you, and we've got um, our two guests for today's episode, Rosie and Sam, who are part of the Tuck Shop Ladies. Welcome to the show. Good day. Thanks for having us. We're very pleased to have you on the show. Now, the first question we want to ask Sam and Rosie is, how did the two of you meet? How did you come to be the Tuck Shop Ladies? (laughs) Well, we actually met... Mm Um, a long time ago. Sam doesn't remember meeting me, um, but we were at a festival in America in New York, um, upper New York state. She was playing with another band and I just happened to be there checking out some music and having some fun. And she was playing with her band and afterwards they were doing like a signing CD session. And so I went up and I'm like, hey, I'm from Australia too. And we chatted she doesn't remember. Well, I was very famous back then, <laughs> so how am I going to remember you? I don't even yeah, remember right. you now. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first time that we met, um, and then, and the proper second time that we actually really I remember we met. I'm going to I'll, I'll butt in. Um, I helped a friend. A friend was helping Rosie put out posters for her gig, and I was one of the helpers of putting the posters out. So I remember meeting Rosie and thinking, "Wow, she's awesome." And then but she had to get into car my car. Is very messy. <laughs> I couldn't. There was nowhere to put your feet. You know, one of those cars where there's nowhere to put your feet. Yeah, my yeah. cousin had one of those cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's. Yeah. I think that's a good indication. It's like that having a someone's the, the inside of someone's car and also their desktop on their computer is a great indication of someone's brain. Absolutely. Mm. So yeah, that's, there's a lot that's going Rosie's on in brain. There. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. So, where did the name Tuck Shop Ladies actually come from? Well, Sam's getting old. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's losing that definition in her triceps. Uh, <laughs> nah, I don't know. I always wanted to be in a band with a band name. Um, I've only ever been in bands like, you know, pretty much my own bands, which is a bit naff because it's just called after me. So um, I said to Sam, I really want to <laughs> start a band. And so... We just came up with the idea of tuck shop ladies because I guess we're, you know, what was either that or soccer mums. Um, yeah, which is what we're both. But, um, yeah, it's a pretty cute sort of name and it's memorable. And also we just wanted to have a little f- a fun with our, our next venture. So we played in lots of different groups together and incarnations and we just wanted to actually have something that was fun and so we thought oh but we don't want to carry any more gear than we have like because I play drums and stuff and I'm sick of carrying them so <laughs> we thought what we what's the instrument that we that's the lightest mm. and we decided that ukuleles was that so we just mm. we decided to do that and also then we had to teach ourselves how to play them so <laughs> <laughs> but from, I guess tuck shop ladies because we do love to buy things from the tuck shop how good are mixed lollies <laughs> oh, absolutely best thing on the menu yeah mm. yeah oh and yeah. What, what else were there like ch- twisty rolls oh mm. you guys are too young to we're, we're in our 20s so. <laughs> yeah. I never had a twisty roll either it's, it's Sam She's, yeah. so you guys don't even know what a tuck shop is then really well, well I've been to a milk bar which no. is a sort of tuck shop at school it? in no. primary school they still have oh, a tuck shop canteens uh, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. our kid goes to the tuck shop at school. Mm. Yeah. Not very okay. often. Like once a year, he's allowed to go to the tuck shop. <laughs> so I went to a very pretentious school, so it was always referred to as the canteen. Oh, really. right. Mm. Or oh, the bistro. But you know what yes. a tuck shop is, right? You all know what a tuck shop is? Yes. yes. Okay, all right. Yeah. Right. Chocolate chip cookies were to die for. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. That's what our kid likes too. Mm. Yeah. So we were, yeah, we were having a discussion before the show about ukuleles and how difficult we found them to play. Had, did you have the same experience <laughs> learning to play the ukulele or did it just yeah, come naturally? We still naturally? can't play them. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, they're, um, well, both of us are um, quite 
um, quite all right on guitar, mm. and Rosie plays bass as well. So I think it's easy if you know how to play the guitar, then you grab the ukulele. It's just a little bit smaller, two less, two less strings, mm. and. Well, and I play. I'm playing the bass ukulele. So, um, but the thing is, <laughs> I know it sounds really cute. But the um, and when it's plugged in, it's like very, very fat. Hang, sound. hang on. So you can plug those in. Yeah. So really? when this is plugged in, it has so much bottom. It sounds like a big double bass. Mm. Like it's unbelievable. Um, but the frets are really small, so I do often fall off and can't find my way and get little looks from Sam. Like, are you going to play the right note anytime soon? Yeah, we we don't mind if we don't play the right notes, but. <laughs> If you want to really hear low, what it yeah. sounds like plugged in, you should come to one of our shows. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice one. And Fabulous we should promotion. mention for, we should mention for context as well. Uh, Rosie and Sam are actually holding their instruments here, uh. getting ready for the song they're going to be playing yes. very soon. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but before that, Ben, well, what's another question? Oh yeah, got? what gave you the idea to merge comedy and music together? Well, we're both. Um, Really stupid humour all the time <laughs> with everything that we do. Constantly singing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the two things that we love the most, I think, is just laughing and singing. So we put them both together. And the the songs that we do in Tuck Shop Ladies are the songs that we kind of created when we're on long road trips in the van going from, you know, like touring around um, with more serious folk bands and stuff that we've been in where we just make up stupid songs that amuse us. Um, yeah, sort of the ridiculous commentary on anything that we saw, we'd make up songs about it. And our son, who's 10, he said to us one day, are you always going to be singing? <laughs> and we said, yeah, probably. And he goes, oh, cool. All yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that it it wasn't almost an idea. It was just sort of happened because that, that's the kind of people we are. Hmm. Just on that, no, very quickly, Rosie and Sam, th- is your son bemused to know that um, – you know, you're both singers and nobody else is because I remember a story from um, John Cleese's daughter that she was quite surprised when she found out that not everybody's dad works in television. <laughs> I think he started to kind of get the lay of the land now. Um, but it has always been a, a fixture in his life. So mm. I guess he does, he, you know, he takes it with a grain of salt when he comes up to a festival and like... At, at Christmas time, we were playing at a, a festival in Melbourne and, or just outside of Melbourne, sorry. And he came up on stage and sang a song with us. Mm. And it was Friday night, eleven o'clock. It was kind of main spot. And so then he spent the rest of the festival walking around with everyone, saying, "Oh, hi, George. Hi, George. like, <laughs> you know." And he sort of swelled up a bit, like, "Yeah, it's cool, man. I've, you know, been singing at a music festival." So I think he, he he quite enjoys that aspect of things. Yeah, and I think he's seen us play in different um, incarnations and also to different... He's seen us play in pubs to three people and he's also... 300 s- people, sorry, you mean? Three. <laughs> and, he's seen, and he's seen us play in front of 3,000 people, you know, so he, he knows the deal and... I do remember him seeing us in front of one of the biggest crowds, though, and he, I, I, I remember him having this little glint in his eye thinking that we were quite famous and yeah. we just let him believe But it. he still doesn't think we're cool, so, you know. No, and he's going to get less and less so, I think, as he gets older. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know what's happening already. <laughs> so you've already said that you brought your son on stage, um, which is quite a personal thing to do. What's it like telling some more personal stories on stage? Is it vulnerable or empowering? I think that's very much a part of who we are. We're we're a bit like um, we don't pretend to be anything that we're not. So we're pretty open about ourselves, about our lives. You know, um, it can be 
a vulnerable thing, letting people know who you are. Um, but I guess we've got the support of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and in general, so far our experience in life is when we've put something out there in a in a loving way, it's only come back to us in a loving way as well. Um, so we're I think we're okay with it. I mean, well... Yeah, and I think that's one of my favourite things about the shows that we're doing at the moment is that it's not it's not just about us; it's about everybody who's there. The walls are down. There's it's a it's a it's a connection and it's a community and it's we're all in it and we're all having fun and there is no holds barred with us. We just say it like it is. And I think the more that we are all truthful with each other and the more that you understand that. We all do the ridiculous things, and that's what we sing about. We, th- we sing about the social commentary, the, the, the human frailty, like how ridiculous we are and how there's, you know, we've no- I've noticed that there's no baby pigeons or isn't that weird <laughs> or, you know, like, or, you know, or, hey, isn't it, haven't we all bought something ridiculous mm. on the internet, you know, mm. and been embarrassed by it? We've all done it. We're all doing it. Well, you bring up the point about baby pigeons, Ben. You had a question regarding oh, I this. I have to ask, why yeah. are there no baby Can you answer that question to me now? Why are there no baby pigeons? Yeah, we can. It's, uh, we well, go? yeah, okay, here we go. Why are there no baby pigeons? You only see them fully grown. Where the heck do they come from? Pigeons are a smidgen unknown. Why are there no pregnant pigeons? You never see them up the duff. They seem to pump out other pigeons. What the actual, what the actual, what the actual pigeon? <laughs> That was fabulous. It doesn't answer your question, no, though. So your, your question... <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I went to the library the other day and I just happened to find a book on pigeons, a whole book on pigeons, and I was like, ah, oh, now I get to find out about baby pigeons. And I read the whole book. There wasn't a single mention of baby pigeons. There was nothing about reproduction. There were no pictures of the little baby. And I, I, I took a photo of it. I sent it to Sam and I was like, nah, still no clearer. <laughs> So it's still just, a mystery. It's a mystery. Mm. But what a wonderful mystery. Yeah. I have a theory. Oh. Do you, Marcy? But, Marcy, we don't need to hear the theory. We just <laughs> okay. Go on, a- go Asexual reproduction. <laughs> yeah, but then you'd still yeah, but see you'd still the, the babies, babies, wouldn't you? Back in your box. Asexual reproduction will essentially like cloning. So oh, no cloning. Pens. So you oh. reckon there's like a lab somewhere where they're just pumping out Pigeons. Just for adult-looking pigeons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free. Boop, out comes another one. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't see why they'd be doing it, though. They'd, they'd have to be, unless pigeons are going to take over the world. And that seems oh. unlikely at this point. But, you <laughs> know, yes. whoever does take over the world, that is going to be a surprise to us. Oh, that, that's a fair point. Um, yeah. c- coming back to your show that you're performing, <laughs> um, All Rhyme, oh, yes. No Reason, at Fringe Festival this year, uh, what else can we expect to see? Well, it's going to be... Like just that song and one other. <laughs> <laughs> the shows, we've got two shows. We've got Thursday the 12th and Friday the 13th. So we're mm-hmm. doing an opening night and a closing night. Yeah, because they're <laughs> the best nights. <laughs> you can yeah, expect to are. see us having a party. Mm. Um, you can. The shows are at 10 o'clock at night, so we have invited people to wear their pyjamas should they wish because mm-hmm. that is quite late. It's very late for us, but it's probably, probably for you guys it's just normal, isn't it? Yeah. You 20-year-olds. Um, yeah. It is, actually. <laughs> I can't deny that. <laughs> yep. And apart from that, you're going to just see us 
standing on stage, having a chat, singing some songs, um, and I might I might buy a nice new shirt. Hmm. Well, I think we were going to have a prop, not props, but we'll a have, singular. We'll prop. We might have a prop. We've talked about it, for the prop. but we don't want to make a big fuss. No, it could be like a little uh, lolly wrapper or something. No, no, no. We'll see. They're what? Yeah, we'll, we'll just, just be our spin Yeah, mm. yeah. And this is a question we love asking everybody who comes on this show. Sam and Rosie, why did you choose the Butterfly Club to host your show? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, mm, good question. Oh. Which, uh, I'll I'll just tell you the truth, which mm. is that when um, we spoke to the Fringe Festival about putting on a Tuck Shop Ladies show, it was the very last day of applications. And um, they said, oh, call the Butterfly Club because I reckon they've got one spot left. So I rang and I spoke to the Butterfly Club and they were like, yes, we've got one spot left. Uh, yeah, so and, that was that. that. It was an earlier one, but we said, is there any chance you could have the latest one possible? Mm. <laughs> like, we want it really late. We, but they, we are pretty yeah. stoked to be playing there because it's a super cool venue. It's and so cool. We've seen a few other people play there before. and um, We've interviewed people who've played there before numerous it, it, times. It feels like very fancy for us. We're not particularly <laughs> fancy kind of. <laughs> I think you are. Oh, well, thank you. Yes. Yeah. And we're doing this because a friend of ours said, you should do a Fringe show. And we mm. said, oh, no. And then they saw, saw us the next time and said, you should do a Fringe show. And we said, no. <laughs> And then they said, you should do a fringe show. And then we went, all right. <laughs> so, uh, so unfortunately, that's, you know, that's quite common for us. Our friends just mm. have to say something three times and we're, <laughs> we're beaten down. Mm. Well, I'm mighty glad they did because otherwise we wouldn't have been able to talk to you today. I know. Yes. It's a whole load of great things have happened because of that. Well, Rosie and Sam, thank you very much for talking to us today. Uh, just a reminder, it's happening the 12th and 13th of September. Yes. Yes, as part of Melbourne Fringe Festival at the Butterfly Club. We've been speaking to the Tuck Shop ladies. Again, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. We've had a lot of fun talking to you. Thanks, Thanks for guys. having us.